Warning. Listening to this podcast could be hazardous to your mental health. Side effects could include random fits of yelling go bills to total strangers. For your safety, the entire collective medical community recommends caution when consuming this podcast. You are listening to Buffalo on the Brain with the most unathletic man in Bill's Mafia, Vince Taylor. His 40 time was measured with a calendar. All right, Bill's Mafia, how are we doing today? Thank you so much for choosing to spend your Monday with me. I'm so glad you're here. You're listening to Buffalo on the Brain. I'm your host, Vince Taylor. Hope you're listening to me on the Built in Buffalo podcast network. If you're not subscribed, please go ahead and do so right now. I don't want you to miss out on some of the other things that we're doing right here on this network. We're growing. We've also got the YouTube channel. You're going to want to check out some of the content over there. Uh, My man, Hakeem Richards, especially Caveman, uh, Charlie. There's a lot of good stuff over there. So please go ahead and check it out. You will not be disappointed. In fact, I think you're going to reach out to me and be like, you know what? Thank you, Vince. Thanks for bringing that to my attention and making sure that I get subscribed. Anyway, the big news this week was the release of the NFL schedule, which is a big thing every year. And I always enjoy schedule release day because I think it's kind of fun. I know some people kind of get annoyed with it, but when you're taking the effort to build a spreadsheet and deducing who's playing where at what week, uh, based on what little schedule leaks come out and if they're even true. I, it's just a fun little game. Uh, but I always enjoy that every year. This year, I, f- I feel like the Bills do actually have an easier schedule. I'm not willing to go so far as to start predicting wins and losses yet, but generally speaking, I, I think the schedule is favorable for us. Uh, I know people might want to point to teams like Washington and say that that is a trap game because they should have a good defense. They got an upgrade at quarterback with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, you know, I still think the schedule's very favorable, much more so than I thought it was last year. I thought last year would be a tougher schedule. We'd be a better team. Uh, I didn't expect Josh Allen to make that kind of jump, though I did expect him to make a step. And uh, we handled that schedule pretty well. Um, you know, you can poo-poo and you can say we almost lost a game here and there, and, th- and that's fair criticism, but, you know, that is the NFL you know, there's a lot of games that come down to that. So I think the floor for this team is probably 10 wins, but I think more likely it's a thir- another 13 or 14 win season um, and, and another AFC East crown, which feels weird that now I'm so confident about that after spending most of my adult life living through the drought. And again, my Buffalo Bills are getting at least four primetime games, the possibility of being flexed in a couple more, including a, flank, a Thanksgiving game. Uh, clearly the league is starting to believe a little bit more in Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills, and that's a great thing for us all. Although selfishly, I really like the 1 o'clock games every single week because I don't like waiting <laughs> on the games to start. Not a huge fan of having Kansas City and Tennessee back-to-back again this year, even if they have their positions swapped. Um, a lot of people are poo-pooing the Tennessee Titans you know, I'm not there yet. Uh, I, I still think they're a beatable team, and we should be better than them, but I think they play as tougher, and the strength of their team is a weakness of ours, Derrick Henry, and that run game. Uh, so I'm not thrilled about that. And then, you know, of course, the Kansas City game. Kansas City is still the class of the AFC. You know, as much as we want to be there, I'm not sure that we have taken that step 
yet, especially since that game is coming so early in the season. But, you know, we can always hope for the best and see how things go. That's why you play the games. But right now, that is my feeling. Um, I'm not going to go ahead and break down every single game because um, I think there are a lot of other people who out there who do that better. Uh, in fact, go check out Friday's pod on this network. Uh, Jake Jordan in the lowdown actually put a lot of thought into each game and, and tried to predict the win-loss. So please go check that out. In other news, I like to keep a tab on the Indianapolis Colts, not because I live here in Indianapolis, but because I think they are one of the teams in the AFC that we need to keep our eyes on. They lost Anthony Costanzo to retirement this year. I think the Indianapolis Colts have a good team. And they could have probably used a little bit more investment in the wide receiver area. But, you know, they have a good defense. And I feel like the way you feel about the Indianapolis Colts is going to boil down to the way you feel about Carson Wentz. But they brought in Chiefs castoff Eric Fisher uh, on a one-year deal. And it looks like they would consider maybe signing to to extension based on how things go uh, throughout the year. So they're replacing that left tackle spot. Um, and in recent years, that Indianapolis offensive line has been one of the best in the league. And uh, I think you saw it last year, even if they weren't quite as good as they had been before, they were still pretty good, um, you know, especially that running game, the run blocking over there. But uh, Eric Fisher casts off from the Chiefs. They have a lot of money to spend on the salary cap, and they are not shy about giving it to players when they think <laughs> – they, they can improve. So they gave uh, Eric Fisher one year pack. I believe it's for $9.4 million and uh, considering giving him a little more in other news, Tim Tebow has signed a contract with the Jacksonville Jaguars to play tight end. Yeah. Yeah. That's Tim Tebow. And yeah, that Jacksonville Jaguar team uh, coached by urban Meyer. Of course, they were together at Florida. This feels like a Florida love fest to me. Um, kind of, I mean, really, I, I just have a hard time. This is taken seriously by anyone other than Tim Tebow. Um, they're talking about maybe running some trick plays or whatever with him. He's going to be a tight end. I kind of feel like that's what Bill Belichick wanted to do with him in New England the last time he was in the league, nine years ago. Um, good God, nine years ago, and they're bringing him back as a tight end. So we always want to talk about how tight end is a slow-developing position and it takes time to learn tim tebow's 34 years old tim tebow's been playing baseball for pretty much i believe since he left the league uh in the mets farm system tell me why dawson knox can't get a hang of this why we're going to talk about learning curve for tight end when we're just going to plug tim tebow in there now to be fair i don't expect tim tebow to be great but i also wonder what that looks like to other tight ends on that Jacksonville roster uh are, are they is that a morale killer I mean I am familiar with Tim Tebow's personality and I know he's a very likable guy but man you're bringing in competition um to take my job with this guy uh I don't know I I, I think the chances of him making the team are very low but it, it just tickles me that this move is made in other free agent news yes Steven Nelson is still a free agent now, Steven Nelson, I don't think is a true number one corner in the same ilk as maybe a, a Trey White or a Xavier Howard, but I think he's a really good number two, um, probably amongst the best in the league, and he's out there looking for a contract. I don't know what the specifics are. I don't know what he's asking for. I have to believe it's somewhere around that $7, 8000000 million a year 
range, we're right up against the cap as it is. So I don't feel like this is a, a very likely possibility, but man, I make a pitch to that guy. See if you can get him here on five or $6 million. I mean, we gave Josh Mormon $6 million and come on, make some room for this guy. See if you can convince him to come. And that's probably going to mean cutting a guy like Mario Addison and maybe a player or two other just to make room for him at that salary. So I, it's not realistic. It's probably not going to happen, but that would be an instant upgrade to this team. And uh, I'm still going to bang the table for it in, until we get an upgrade over there. Oh, and also the Aaron Rodgers drama. That's not ended yet either. Uh, apparently, well, the, the Packers are signing quarterbacks. They just signed another backup quarterback. Uh, they also signed Blake Bortles, which is a higher profile back backup option. Um, there's There could be something brewing. Now, I, I wasn't a big believer in all this um, drama. I thought it was just Aaron Rodgers kind of trying to force his way out. But given the moves that the Packers are making, it could be. It doesn't have to be. But it, it could mean that they're at least going to consider moving him. Now, I saw a piece uh, today that said the Packers – well, Aaron Rodgers believes, at least he believes it, whether it's true or not, at least he believes it, that the Packers had agreed to trade him after selecting Jordan Love. And, of course, ultimately they did not. And – now he's upset about that. And then, you know, hearing all the stuff about Jake freaking Kumaro, an end of the roster wide receiver that makes him upset. Like you don't get to run the team, Aaron. Like you're one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. You're an MVP. You should have beat Tampa Bay last year, but you don't get to make personnel decisions. And I, I don't care for this diva bullshit. Um, whether they told you that they were going to trade you or not, you're still an NFL professional quarterback going out there and playing every week, and you're on a winning football team. My God, what if they trade him to someone like, I don't know, I mean the Giants or something, and he just had no talent around him, and all the bitching and whining he's doing right now in Green Bay, <laughs> as soon as he realizes what happened, he'd be like, I wish I can go back to Green Bay. But Green Bay could be hedging against the possibility that Aaron Rodgers either holds out or decides to retire, um, you know, Blake Bortles isn't going to make anyone get too excited, but that is a higher profile backup quarterback. And, um, you know, there's, there's a little bit of smoke there at least. And the Packers still have all the leverage. If Rogers decides that he wants to retire, uh, he's going to have to pay something like $23 million back to the team uh, in the form of signing bonuses that in effect would not be earned. So the Packers have all the leverage almost. Um, you know, Rodgers can probably afford to take a $23 million hit, but my guess is he probably suits up and keeps playing. Um, and as far as Rodgers kind of mocking the GM and, and calling him uh, Jerry Krause, well, it's not fair, Jerry Krause, at least. Man, you're a player mocking the GM. You do not, you're, you didn't win the championship this year. That's on you as a player. You don't get to mock the GM. That's just weak. That's weak. And uh, the more I learn, the more I hear about Aaron Rodgers and all this bullshit, this the less I like him. Just I don't, I don't care for him. And he's starting to kind of really rub me the wrong way. And a lot of people have been saying that about him for a long time, and I've always been one of his defenders. But maybe it's now because it's in my face. And I need to do a podcast and talk about things every week that my my opinion is growing on him. So uh, hopefully this all gets settled soon one way or the other. We'll know 
mostly, you know, if it's probably by training camp and he's still there, we'll know. We'll know what, what happened. I could spend a little time here talking about Cole Beasley and some of the statements that he made this week on his Twitter account. But you know what? If you follow me on Twitter or you've listened to my podcast, you already probably have an idea of how I feel. Um, it was really felt to me like just starting shit and um, not a good look. Wish he hadn't done it. And uh, I, don't, I don't really want to spend too much more time on that, but I was pretty disappointed at that. Bills fans may remember a man by the name of Kelvin Benjamin. Yes, that Kelvin Benjamin. He of the same person who didn't want to run routes with Josh Allen before the game. You know, the franchise quarterback that you just drafted in the first round didn't really feel the need to run routes or develop timing or uh, kind of any sort of relationship with the quarterback. But uh, he is back in the league. Um, He was literally almost one burrito away from – playing left tackle well they're gonna meet us in the middle the new york giants are gonna try him out as a tight end and you may be familiar with dave gettleman dave gettleman is the former gm of the carolina panthers who is now the gm of the new york giants gettleman was the man who drafted kelvin benjamin in the first round and aside from his rookie year kelvin benjamin has really he's eaten himself out of the league pretty much um you know, his, his attitude was poor when he was with us. Um, went to the Chiefs, couldn't do anything in that passing offense, and they gave him opportunities too. He was on the field. Um, but he's going to get a second shot because he is a former first-round pick and he has a relationship apparently with Dave Gettleman. They're going to try him at his tight end, um, which I guess good for Kelvin. I mean, I'm kind of laughing at the Giants and I'm kind of laughing at you, but if it works out and he could become you know, a bigger pass-catching tight end, I guess good for you. You know, hey, you're thinking outside the box and taking a swing, and um, I can appreciate that sometimes. But Calvin Benjamin's been out of the league for two years now. He didn't play in 19. He didn't play in 2020. And again, this is another person. It's just a tryout at a mini camp, and it doesn't necessarily have to mean anything. But when you stack it up with guys like Tim Tebow getting a shot, tell me about Dawson Knox and why he can't make this work. Tell me. Tell me. I need to see more from all your athleticism, everything you say that he can do on the field. Why isn't he putting this together? Anyway, enough about Dawson Knox. In other news, the Kansas City Chiefs uh, are trying to get better in their secondary. I really like this move. I kind of wish that Brandon Bede had taken a swing like this, but um, Mike Hughes, a former first-round pick of the Minnesota Vikings, had a lot of injuries in his career. Like He was pretty well thought of when he was drafted. Hasn't had the career that anyone envisioned because he's been hurt. Uh, had an ACL tear in his rookie year, and I think he had a couple of other neck injuries after that. Um, played last year, wasn't very good. But the Chiefs essentially traded. They didn't really give up a pick. They just traded back, I guess, and swapped late-round picks with Minnesota. The Chiefs sent their sixth-round pick over to Minnesota and returned Minnesota's seventh-round seventh pick back, so they didn't even really lose a pick. They just traded back around. It's a low price to pay for a guy like that. It's a, it's a big swing for very low risk and, you know, good for the Chiefs. Um, I, I kind of feel myself <laughs> wanting to root for that guy, but I want to root against the Chiefs. So, um, you know, sometimes you get conflicted like that. But I like the move. I wish Brandon Bean had looked at doing something like that to get a more athletic person over there at, at CB2. Uh, doesn't necessarily have to be Mike Hughes, but 
look at a reclamation project like that. Um, we're, I, I'm just going to have to come to grips. Like we're always going to have to live with tray on one side and then some easily upgradable corner on the other. Uh, like I said before, I don't hate Levi. I like Levi. I'm glad he's on the team. I don't necessarily want him to be the starter. But uh, give me somebody with some speed, someone that can keep up with the Chiefs. And maybe, yeah, I know we're a zone-based defense primarily, but we don't always run zone. you got to run man sometimes. And uh, I'd rather have a guy that can run and teach him to play zone than a guy that can't run that plays zone really well. If I'm being completely fair, the Bills did bring in two undrafted free agents at corner. Uh, one of them is Warren G's son. Yes, that Warren G. Elijah Griffith from USC. He does have a good draft resume, and I'm at least curious to see if he can make the roster. It very well could be that he was undrafted because of his injuries, but that's definitely a guy that we need to be keeping our eyes on. He could be a dark horse uh, to carve out a spot on this roster at CB2. Um they also brought in Nick McLeod from Notre Dame. Now, Nick uh, is supposed to not have great tape. At least his 40 time was good, uh, 4 3 7. I, I have a hard time thinking he's going to, even he will make the roster uh, given this cornerback class. I, it just sounds to me like he isn't, um, even if he's fast, he's not necessarily got a spot on the team reserved for him. Nick McLeod smells like camp body to me. I don't have uh, super high expectations for him. Okay, Bills Mafia, that is all of the news that I wanted to talk about for this week. I'm excited about this week's Mafia Hot Seek. We have T. Estelle over from Not Your Average Podcast in the 716, uh, followed by my teammates here on the Built in Buffalo Network. I like to pick on him because I'm no longer the newest guy in the network because he came along. Uh, caveman Michael Lisman, he does a lot of stuff on the YouTube channel. Uh, I'm I'm a fan of this guy. He has a lot of fun energy, uh, and he's bold, and uh, I like his takes. So go over to the YouTube channel, check him out as well, Michael Lisman, the Caveman. And last but not least, we have EJ Daniels from PFF. He also does some work over there for the Cold Front Reports. Um, <laughs> he actually threw me a curveball. He had some questions for me, um, and it was an interesting conversation. So without further ado, the Bills Mafia Okay, Bills Mafia. Next up in the Mafia hot seat, I have tea over from the Not Your Average podcast in the 716. T, how you doing tonight? I am doing great. How are you? Good. Why don't you tell us about your podcast? Okay, so I'm one half of Not Your Average podcast in the 716. Um, Mike is also um, on the show as well. But we just talk about Bills once the, once the season. That's all we focus on is um, the Bills. But we talk about um, other sports news, um, hot topics. We have segments on there that is called Are You Serious? And some music from back in the day. So we just, you know, a little bit of everything. You know, we keep it light. We're not too serious. I feel like about a month ago you did a podcast where you were sipping beers. <laughs> <It> yes. Was... <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh yeah. And I'm a craft beer drinker as well. So yeah, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong no. with that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So are you familiar with the mafia hot seat? I am. I am. Okay. I love your show. I'm, I'm going to give you, I have a bonus question for you just because it's interesting to me and I wanted to fit it in, but I'm nervous. Um, it's, there's nothing hard. I'm telling you, it's super easy. So uh, go ahead and pick a number from one to 10. I'm going to do seven. Seven. Are the Bills a better team this year than they were last year? I know we're bringing everybody back, but are we better? Ooh, um, I am so on the fence about that because offensively, I think we are better. We, we added um, Sanders. I don't know if Sanders is better than John Brown, but um, I think they're like equal. So, and people might say, no, you know, Sanders is better, but offensive line, I think our offensive line, offensive line is better than it was last year because we have all the guys back and the guys haven't played a snap all together on that line. So from that aspect, I think we are better. Um, defensively, I don't know. I'm, will we match well against Kansas city? We match well against Tampa. I don't know because we still didn't do anything on the other side of uh, white. And can we win games? We can win games with uh, Wallace. But when we need that third and stop, is he going to be that guy to do it? And that's my concern. You mean Levi Wallace just yes. locking yeah, people up on third down? Yeah. Okay. Yes. I think there's a lot of people out there that are putting all of their eggs in the star Latula basket. And Hey, I'm here to tell you, I don't think he was really, he was, I think he's a guy that got too much credit and not enough credit kind of at the same time. Yes. Yep. <laughs> but he, I mean, he, he's not very good against the run. He doesn't, we weren't very good against the run, even when nope. he was in there, no. but um, should he, could he maybe make, Tremaine Edmonds better. Yeah, I think it's a possibility, but man, we're putting all our eggs in that, that basket. And um, I'm a little bit disappointed that we didn't, that would have been to me, the easiest position to upgrade was drafting a corner over to Levi. And we did, we opted not to do that. And I think they're fine with what they have. And I guess, I don't know. My, my pick was Stokes. So I wanted him was going hard for him and they didn't even look for, I mean, they did, I guess later in the, in the, um, the, the draft, picks but in the rounds but i just i want somebody now like you know i don't know i don't know this yeah. fan loves football and i think our team is that step to the super bowl and i don't know if levi wallace would be that guy that hinders the bills for, and i don't want to put it all on him i don't because it you know it takes all the guys to do it but that's that was a big issue last year and so was the run so you know yeah. I mean, we were a good team last year. So even if we really don't take a step forward, we're still going to be good. Oh no. But, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, but you hit the nail right in the head matching up against Kansas city. That's what everything in the off season should have been about. And mm -hmm. adding Gregory Rousseau and uh, Boogie Basham, uh, you know, maybe possibly later in the year, those guys could start contributing, but I don't know. I, I I'm with you. I, I I'm leaning towards no, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. Right, right. Because if we are the same team we were last year, but maybe one piece different, then yeah, we're good. You know, so yeah, I look forward to it, though.
I know. I know. It's been a long off season. <laughs> yeah. And it's just the beginning. <laughs> I know it. I know it. All right. Um, the bonus question for you, <laughs> because I'm, okay. I'm just tickled, tickled to death by this news. Um, <laughs> assuming that Tim Tebow makes a team, oh, give, what's his final stat line look like? Oh, I, you, I, I just can't believe he's in the league, to be quite honest. Um, yeah, are they going to use him? <laughs> like, can't even block? <laughs> I guess we'll find out. Oh, I mean, my, he went from quarterback. He went from quarterback to he played baseball, right? Yeah, he played baseball for a while. Yeah. Baseball to tight end. Come on. I can't. I don't even know what his stat would be. I, don't, I couldn't even. I don't know. Um. Okay, 17 games. I'll give him two touchdowns, maybe. Two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. I can't even get into all the other stuff. Just two touchdowns. Because <laughs> okay. I don't know if they're going to use them. Yeah. Like, and I'm being generous because I don't. Who are they have as tight end over there? I don't even know. I have no idea who they have. I, I don't either. And maybe that's part of the problem that they have. But yeah. And it's, if, listen, it, if they need him to win, there's a problem. <laughs> I There's a large part of me that thinks this is just all a big uh love fest for florida this is the florida reunion you know let's sell some tickets and it's jacksonville and there's a part of me that thinks that's true and he doesn't get through the uh training camp or preseason yeah. games but there's a part of me that thinks urban meyer's arrogant and <laughs> he could get no, stashed for sure he's arrogant like right like let me go get my guy back <laughs> what this guy couldn't even make it as a as a um a quarterback as a backup quarterback. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's all fun until you get hit. <laughs> hey, couldn't be my team. Although I have problem questions of my own with Dawson Knox, but I'll take Knox over oh, Tebow any day of the week, <laughs> any day of the week, any day of the week. And that's my guy. I love Dawson Knox, but he has to prove some stuff. <laughs> okay. All right. Anything else? That's it. I appreciate you um, putting me on the, on the podcast. I've, I've, heard some of your um episodes and you've got some some guys on here i you know i feel honored you didn't have some people from um the rumblings from buffalo fanatics you have some a lot of folks hey I, buffalo so i have said up. it in in the past that the uh the bills mafia and the bills podcast community is is really great like yeah. you can really reach out to any of these guys and they're always willing to talk bills football and uh especially help out the little guys like yes. me and me and me <laughs> <Yeah>. as well. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's really great. So I, you can come on anytime you like T you just let me Thank know you. and I'll make room for you. Absolutely. Okay, cool. Thank you so much. There you have it. T from not your average podcast in the seven one six. What days does your podcast come out T on Thursdays, Thursdays, Thursdays. Yep. every Thursday. Yep. Okay. After and you're, four. where can we find it? It's, um, well, I'm on YouTube. T S step. No, I'm sorry on YouTube, um, Not Your Average Podcast in the 716, Twitter, Not Your Average Podcast in the 716, and Instagram, yes, Not Your Average Podcast in the 716. So everything, <laughs> if you type that in, you'll find me. <laughs> that, that sounds easy enough. <laughs> yes, I, I had to make it easy. <laughs> okay, well, there you go. Hey, I appreciate you taking a few minutes for me tonight, T. No problem, thank you. Have a good night. You too.
All right, Bill's Mafia. I am very excited about this next guest, and not just because he is the newest member of the Built in Buffalo team, which makes me no longer the the newest member. <laughs> uh, I have with me the caveman, Michael Lisman. How you doing, Michael? Very good. How are you? I'm very happy to be on. I'm very excited. Yeah, and we're excited to have you on the team, by the way. Uh, if you have not heard of the caveman, go search out his videos on YouTube. Tell us a little bit about the work that you do over there. Oh, uh, yeah. So um, like Vince said, I am the caveman. I just recently joined the Built in Buffalo content creation team. Um, I'm just I'm a 20 year old kid who's got a lot of opinions. Um, I tried my best not to be sought out as some sort of expert or somebody that knows a lot more than the average person, because I certainly am just an average kid. But I have a lot of opinions. I like to voice them and I just try to be as relatable as possible. So that's what I like to do on my channel. And I pride myself on being able to communicate with all my viewers as much as possible. I feel like that's very important as well. Yeah, honestly, the uh, caveman does a great job. He, he comes out really bold and a lot of energy and he's just an interesting personality. So please go over to the built in Buffalo channel and look for his videos. I'm, I'm 100% certain you will enjoy it. All right. It's time to get the caveman in the hot seat. I have 10 questions in front of me. Um, number seven is off the table. You can have any other number that you like. Hmm, number seven's off the table. I'll take, uh, I'll take number three. Okay. The bills just spent some pretty impressive draft draft capital on the defensive line. Uh, AJ Epinez is coming back for right now. We have Mario Addison and Jerry Hussle on the team. Who do you think is going to lead the team in sacks this year? Lead the team in sacks this year. Um, oh, wow. I think, I think my, my money would probably be on Jerry. I would still put my money on Jerry. I think uh, depending on how much of a role uh, Ed Oliver perceives, I know he wasn't necessarily in his comfort zone last year. I think now that he'll be playing more of a comfortable role for himself, that he could really start to really dominate the backfield. I think he was getting, I mean, he was catching double teams left and right. A lot of people get it confused that Ed Oliver wasn't really good or he wasn't impactful, but they don't realize that Ed Oliver was truly catching a lot of blocks from a lot of different guys all year. And he wasn't really able to get back there for that reason. So I think he can also break out now that he's also got a lot of help on the defensive line, defensive line as well. Yeah. I mean, you have to divert some of your attention somewhere else, but Starla Tule coming back should in theory yeah, kind of sure. take some of the right. pressure off, <laughs> and, you know, but he hasn't been playing football for a year and what kind of shapes are going to be when he comes back. And honestly, I had some questions about him even before the pandemic. So uh, I, I think it could happen. You know, um, I guess we didn't talk about the linebackers cause I don't expect any linebackers to get that. Yeah, many right. sacks, but um no, I agree with you. I'm still with Jerry. I know there's a lot of Bill's Mafia out there that's really down on Jerry, and I will fight that battle all day oh, absolutely. long. Absolutely. Me too. <laughs> he's, he's the best no pass rusher on the team. Yeah, he's the one that's chasing quarterbacks to the other side of the screen. Um, Mario Addison, you know, I know he had more sacks than Jerry, but yeah, I, I wasn't feeling impact from him. Yeah, I, I didn't really love that. At, you know, he – they went through Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott went through that phase of time, which they're still somewhat in of just kind of shining any sort of Panther that they, they had a relatively good feeling about. And, um, you know, Mario Addison was supposed to be that guy that we brought in that was supposed to make that, that impact, especially when we first signed him. Um, I was somebody that wasn't a big fan of that signing. I thought there were many other options at the time. 
And I still kind of felt that way in this offseason. I really wanted us to go and address the pass rush, not necessarily through the draft, but definitely, you know, through the, the free agency. And it seems like they're going to stick with what they got as far as the veterans go. And then they're going to hopefully Mario Addison can teach the younger guys up or, you know, who knows. But I, I was not the biggest fan of Mario Addison, to say the least. I think he was a bit of a an overpayment. Yeah, I think it's really hard to truly get an upgrade on the defensive line without seriously overpaying and i wasn't really all in on jj watt either even yeah that was, yeah i was just kind of yeah i don't know yeah in the pandemic like, year yeah yeah i just i i was i was kind of in on jj watt i wasn't like i know there were a lot of fans on twitter that were like i would die to see jj watt in a bill's jersey and they're like doing all these jersey swaps and i mean i was there but i'm also not i'm not cardinals there like the cardinals are i don't know what they're doing i'm not agreeing with a lot of things they're doing if we would have paid any more than like maybe 10 11 million for jj watt i would have been a little upset but you know i think hopefully the guys that we drafted are able to come along a little sooner than what is expected and then we'll be able to get you know some pass rush a little faster than you know jerry can do by himself yeah he's kind of been carrying the torch there on his own for a little while not completely on his own but pretty much on his own yeah definitely <laughs> all right i have a bonus question for you and because i am just i just find this fascinating but uh let's assume that tim tebow makes the team over there oh. in jacksonville okay. what's the stat line look like at the end of the year Oh boy, Tim Tebow. Um, I, I know I've seen some people joke about like they put up gifts and stuff or gifs or whatever they're called on Twitter of him just kind of running a table route or something and he just doesn't even turn his head for the ball and he looks extremely unathletic. Uh, like I've seen some people really making fun of the poor guy. It's not his fault he got the job. I mean, he got a contract. <laughs> like everybody's kind of crapping on him like it's his fault. But I can see if he were to make the roster and to, to be playing a, a relatively large amount of snaps, I think I could see him maybe like a 200, 250 yard season with maybe one or two touchdowns thrown in there. I, I can't admit, maybe they'll throw him in for some trick plays at quarterback. Who knows what they have in mind for him. Urban Meyer is an, a very interesting guy and he's, you know, those college minds like to come up and think they can do whatever the hell they want and, fly people wherever and do all these crazy plays. So who knows what they'll do with Tebow if he makes the roster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I felt like that's sort of what Belichick wanted to do. Like last time he was in the league nine years ago or yeah. whatever it was, but it didn't really work out for him either. Okay. All right. Anything else caveman? Um, well, thank you for having me on, Vince. It was a pleasure. I, I enjoyed it. I've, I'm never really one to do kind of live stuff like this, so this is definitely a little out of my comfort zone, but I really, really enjoyed it, and I'm glad you had me on. And I'm very happy to be a part of BIB. Oh, no, no, we're not live. I'm recording no, for that. <laughs> I know, but it's like I'm so used to being able to like – no, you're going to be a great addition to the team, man. Glad to have you around, and uh, let me know if, if I can ever help you out or whatever. Don't be afraid to ask. Of course. So thank you very much for having me on. I appreciate it again. All right, caveman. Have a good night. You too. Okay, Bills Mafia. Next up on the hot seat, we have EJ Daniels over from PFF. He also does some work for the Cold Front Report. EJ, how you doing tonight? 
good, sir. I love any opportunity to take to speak to the Bills Mafia. I, I cherish it. So thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Uh, we all love our bills. We all love our bills. Uh, EJ, tell us about a little bit of the, of the work that you're doing over there for Cold Front Report. Yeah, so uh, we really just finished up um, uh, our draft covers. That was really my main thing that, you know, I was tasked to do is just, you know, because they were out of the draft coverage, you know, last year. So uh, the owner, Jeremy Turner, kind of wanted to have a draft presence this year. So we had a um, draft show every Thursday at 9 on uh, StreamYard on Facebook and everywhere. We were just kind of doing that. And, um, yeah, I just write articles. I write um, some PFF-based articles and uh, just based on the things that I tweet from the PFF Bills page, that's what I do for PFF, cover the PFF Bills page. So any tweets that I have over there, I kind of cover for Cold Front Report and write articles and such for that also. Okay, excellent. Um, thanks for taking a few minutes for me tonight. I'm going to go ahead and get started. Uh, I have 10 questions in front of me. Numbers three and seven are off the board. Which one would you like? I'll take number eight for the great Kobe Bryant. Number eight. Do you think Josh gets to 40 passing touchdowns this year? Uh, see, that's a tough one. Do I think he gets to 40 passing touchdowns? No. Do I think he gets to 40 passing and rushing? There could It could be a very high possibility. You know, Josh is a dual-threat quarterback, and also you have to sit and think about regression and how that's going to work, you know, with the Bills' offense. I mean, Josh Allen had the biggest third-year leap in NFL history. So to say that he'll get 40 touchdowns, that's just kind of out of the realm of possibility. They're going to play the Bills a lot differently this year. You're going to see them, you know, play a lot more zone coverage against the Bills, make Josh check it down. But, you know, Josh has one of the lowest check down percentages in the league since he's entered in 2018. Only Lamar Jackson's check down percentage is more. So Josh getting the 40 touchdowns is kind of going to be tough. But I think he'll make, he could have 40 total touchdowns, though. I, I do see that. Well, I'm going to go off track here for just a minute because you're, you're dropping some knowledge on me. I didn't realize that uh, Lamar Jackson had a lower checkdown percentage of Josh. That's that's news to me, yeah. dropping knowledge on me. Yeah. Um, and there is a 17th game, but I, I'm with you a little bit. I feel like, you know, a lot of Bill's Mafia is expecting maybe bigger and better things from Josh this year. And I think that was a really big year. Not that he could be better, but a st statistical uh, output – could potentially not be as high, especially if the running game takes a step forward. I mean, do you agree? Absolutely. Um, we want to see the running game take a step forward. Think about this, Bills Mafia. If Josh Allen is to get an extension done before the season, he would be making, I think I'm predicting he'll be make upwards of $200 million, right? So if he's making that much money, you do not want to see your franchise quarterback taking hits that he should not be taking or making plays, those boneheaded plays that Josh usually makes. You don't want to see those. So the running game mixed in, I think, will take away from that. Um, also, I think his the biggest issue that I have with Josh is the fact that he doesn't make smart decisions. That is the one place that he can improve. So if he does that, if he improves and makes better decisions, and Buffalo calls a more – uh, quarterback friendly game meaning incorporating more of the run if you remember that game against the Ravens they only ran one time in the first half I mean I don't know how you get off with doing that but they had to have to play a different brand of football but Josh is Josh is right there and, and he he will he'll be destined to take a step forward but we need to see smarter play from him 
Yeah, I, I don't know. Some of his scrambles I don't really have a problem with, but when you're calling, you know, two or three design quarterback runs and draws in, in per game, I'm, ooh, uh, you know, I don't like yeah. that. Even if they're successful, yeah. I'm kind of like, ooh, I don't know that I like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I think make like you say, rushing one time um, during the Ravens game, if the, they take any kind of step at all, um, the offense could score more points and not maybe even take a few touchdowns away from Josh, mm-hmm. but uh, that's kind of what I'm hoping to see. Yeah. Uh, 40 touchdowns though. Yeah. I, I don't know that Bill's mafia would like me to say that, but I think that there's a little bit of a chance to maybe not meet that number. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a really astronomical number. Like Josh, like I said, Josh had a great year last year and it was the biggest jump in NFL history. And just to expect you know, him to have a bigger output than he had last year is kind of unrealistic. Not saying it's impossible, but it's, it's unrealistic. And I would like Bills Mafia to just temper their expectations just a little bit because it happens to the, the best of quarterbacks. You know, Brady and Rodgers, they aren't throwing for 50 touchdowns a year. But what they are doing is they're making smart decisions. That's the next, elevo- that's the next evolution of Josh Allen, making those smarter decisions on a scramble sliding instead of trying to run, you know, linebackers and corners over. You know, that's the evolution. So, I mean, he will probably, if he can stay somewhere in, in the middle of that, maybe just do 30 touchdowns instead of 40, you know, and do that for like five to six years, you could potentially, you know, see Josh Allen be talked about as the best quarterback in the league. So, you know, he, he has a talent. Once he gets that mental together, he I think he'll be destined to be one of the top two or three quarterbacks in this game. Yeah. Excellent. Well, excellent way to say that. Uh, like you mentioned Tom Brady and Peyton Manning weren't throwing for 50 touchdowns every single year. Yeah. Um, they had their peaks and valleys, right? You know, mm-hmm. maybe Josh Allen's low is 30 touchdowns. Maybe he does get to 40 touchdowns as a high, but somewhere around that, maybe the low thirties might be his norm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anything else you want to talk about EJ? Um, if we got time, I want to talk, I want to know what your thoughts are about Trey white as a top five cornerback in the NFL. What do you think he is? <laughs> uh, one of my teammates told me to ask you about that and you're asking me about it. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I have a feeling that you're going to go the other way, but yeah, I agree. Now, did he have a bad year last year? Sure. I feel like he was chasing people down from behind a little bit last year than maybe what we'd seen the first couple of years of his career, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not writing him off or I'm not super worried about him uh, as his status as an elite corner. I still put him right up there. It's, and that's and that's been my whole thing. Now, I say this is what I say. I say he's six through ten, not one through five. That is exactly what I say. If you want to put him in the mid tier of cornerbacks, I have no issue with that. He did not have the year that he had the year prior where he led the league in interceptions and didn't give up any touchdowns. He did not have that year. Matter of fact. You know, he looked bad against the top competitions. I watched every single snap he took this year, every single one, just for this conversation right here. And then this is the last thought I'll leave you with, and then I won't say any more on this, and we can talk about this another time if you like. Go and watch Stephon Diggs' interview on I Am An Athlete. He was with Jarvis Landry and Brandon Marshall. That's Brandon Marshall's platform that he has on YouTube. And they asked him, they asked Stephon Diggs and Jarvis Landry, name your top three corners in the league. They both said Xavier Howard. They both said Marlon Humphrey, and they both said Jalen Ramsey. Actually, Denzel Ward, I mean, actually, Jarvis Landry said Denzel Ward. So all I'm asking Bill's Mafia is to think about is, 
if a player on your own team that plays with him every day doesn't name him as one of the top corners in the league, what does that say to you? That's all. That's the only question that I have. EJ, I don't hear that as slander. I hear that as objective thinking, and you're making friends over here, I'm telling you. Uh, I don't necessarily disagree with you too hard. Um, maybe what you're saying is he's closer to five than he is to 10 and, and I'll listen to that. But I love that you're being objective about some things. Cause I feel like in Bill's mafia, there's a lot of this, he's a bill. So he's automatically great. And we had this right. conversation with Tremaine Edmonds and Hey, there's a lot of criticism out there for Tremaine. That's very well warranted, you know? So you're doing the same thing with Trey and I can appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, and and I say that same thing all the time. Just because you love a player, that does not make them good. I mean, there was a guy on Twitter the other day told me that Tremaine Evans was good because he had 120 tackles, and I asked him, how does that make him good? What does that mean? Like, that's a prerequisite for playing linebacker. You have to be able to tackle, obviously. Like, you can hop on a pile and get a half a tackle by the NFL standards. So that doesn't tell me anything. So I just always urge Bills Mafia, if you're going to make claims like that, just go watch tape. Tape is available to every single person. You can get NFL Game Pass, or if you know somebody with NFL Game Pass, you can share accounts and watch the tape and see how all of this stuff plays together. See how Trey White plays in man versus how he plays in zone. You know, and if you don't want to break it down that farther, watch Eric Turner's from Cover One. Watch their tape breakdowns. They'll tell you. They'll show you. That's all I ever ask. Yeah, well, all all tackles are not created. We're going off on a tangent, and that's okay. Uh, but all tackles are not equal. So if I make a tackle that's seven yards from the line of scrimmage because I chase him down and and uh, I'm cleaning up, you know, maybe not making the play, but I'm cleaning something up. That's not the same as yeah, hey, I'm chasing this chasing this guy down and getting him for a one yard gain or a two yard gain or even a tackle for loss. Those are not the same. Absolutely, I agree a hundred percent. Okay. EJ, man, this was fun. I appreciate you taking a few minutes for me tonight. Yes, sir. I'm always down to talk football. I'm always down to talk Bills football, especially, and I'm always, always ready. I'm only one DM away from uh, from coming on and talking, and I appreciate you having me. I will pull on you again sometime in the future. All right. I'm ready. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. Bills Mafia, that is all I have for you this week. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in. Please be sure to subscribe to the Built in Buffalo podcast network. You can also check out a lot of other great content on the Built in Buffalo YouTube channel, including my man, Caveman. Until next week, squeeze somebody close to you and go Bills. Okay, we all know how much Cleveland loves Tecmo Bowl, so let's start playing. I'm the Raiders, I'm Bo Jackson, and hopefully he'll show up. That's no fair. Bo Jackson's too fast. Guys, do we want Cleveland back or don't? Up oh, here we go. Bye-bye. <laughs> See, Peter, he's too fast. You gotta tackle me. It's B. You gotta press B. I'm pressing B. He's too fast. Going over here? Going over here now? Never get tired. Change your guy, Quagmire. Change your guy. I'm trying. Peter's cheating. You're cheating, Peter. I'm not cheating. I'm following the rules. I'm just really good. You're not really good. You just got Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson also played professional baseball. Shut up, Joe. Everybody knows that. Kansas City. Royals. Can't stop. Won't stop. Bo. Mike. Go. All. The. Nope. Going back the other way. What? Are you going backwards? Just score. Nah, I'm going to run out the quarter. I'm not playing now. My controller's down. Seems like your controller's been down the whole time.
Who's Varys? You gotta switch off Varys. Get it to Ronnie Lott. Pretty much anyone but Varys. Oh no, I'm all the way back here now. I'm in my own end zone. What am I doing? Too bad I'm not Bo Jackson. Oh, wait, I am! Ridiculous. Oh yeah. Here you go, Quagmire. You're about to tackle me. But then... Damn it! Less than a minute. Shut up, Joe! He's gonna do it. He might do this. I don't know. A lot of football still to be played here. I'm hitting reset. Don't you dare hit reset. You hit reset, you're banned for life. I hate this. Joe, do you want to play? Yeah, I like being this guy. A zig. A zag. A touchdown. Yeah! I won the game. And now I'm gonna jump. Objection! If you were not absolutely satisfied with this podcast episode, please contact your state senator or the postmaster general. Please be sure to mention. Vince Taylor said that you are a big fucking cryass. Boy, I'm sure glad that's over with. Me too! Yeah, but you know, I learned something today. Just when you think this show is terrible, something wonderful happens. What? It ends. <laughs> folks. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.